0: Fight fans, we welcome you into another edition of Inside Boxing Live. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. I am your host, Dan Canobio, and we have a great one for you today. As always, Teofimo Lopez will be joining us on the show today. But before we get into the interview with Teofimo Lopez, if you're watching us over on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to TV, It's where we drop a lot of our fight previews and other types of videos as well. If you're listening on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. And, uh, and leave us a rating as well. Leave us a rating and a five-star review. Or just, just make sure that you're doing the proper things so that we can do this show every single week. And if you're watching us over on the Fubo Sports Network, thank you very much. We're going to be coming to you every Thursday night at 7 p.m. over on the Fubo Sports Network doing great things over there. So we're happy to bring boxing to you every single week because boxing is back every single week over on Top Rank. Top Rank series prevails and, and it moves on. And uh, they, even though they've lost five main events now in the last uh, 10 or, or, or 14 days, a lot of them are going to be rescheduled, uh, but they're going through it right now. It just shows you that putting on boxing events right now during this pandemic is no easy feat. Putting on any sport uh, for that matter is going to be a really hard thing. So, hats off continually uh, to top rank as they uh, are doing their thing, putting fights on every single week. And, You know, I do think that the fights are going to get better uh, in July because in addition uh, to top rank continuing their series in July, you're going to see the zone get into the fray with Virgil Ortiz. Uh, They're going to make their another uh, appearance in the U.S. with Matchroom. We're going to see uh, some really good fights over on uh, the zone coming in in, in August. Fox, PBC on Fox is still uh, potentially coming back. I don't think it's going to be in late July. I think more like early August from everything I'm hearing uh, from the PBC on Fox. So more boxing is being added to the schedule uh, on a weekly basis, exciting times if you can stay positive, but also joining us here coming up next on inside boxing live, the 135 pound champ, the IBF champion Tiofimo Fimo Lopez. Here it is. Okay. Let's bring in the lightweight champion of the world. You know him. He's the pride of Arkansas. Now Tiofimo Lopez joining us now, here on inside <laughs> boxing get- live. <laughs>
1: We got to keep New York all day, every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, you haven't been in New York in a while. Things are crazy here. We got fireworks shows. The streets are wild. So you're sitting pretty over there in Arkansas.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Tell me about it. I'm pretty sure it's all hectic right now in in, in New York. But I've been talking to my family out there, so everything seems like it's good over there so far for them. Yeah,
0: Yeah. how's everything going over in Arkansas? How's the, the first lady, too? How, how's the missus? How's everything, the family? How's everything going out there?
1: uh the missus is good man everything's good i can't complain man um the only thing really is just uh with the whole pandemic that's like last time when we first started talking about this and then look at it now i mean the people are saying this is a second wave coming in so uh. yeah i feel
0: like the first wave hasn't even stopped yet but the, the last time we did talk we did an ig live and it was like right at the beginning and you know you were talking about how you know you had asthma your whole life and you know you got to take this serious i think new york took it serious for the most part, but. It's something that is now having an effect on the boxing world, too. I mean, you're seeing fights on top rank. First of all, have you, have you been watching the fights on top rank, and what do you make of this whole bubble that's going on?
1: See, this is how I know I miss fighting because I haven't watched fights in a oof, in a long time, and then since top rank's been posting, the, you know, ESPN and everything, boxing is back. I've been, like, every Tuesday and Thursday <laughs> watching, just <Yeah>. watching, man. <laughs> Just, what do you think of it though I, no it's because i'm bored man and i'm like i, I want to do i want to fight i want to fight already yeah. so it's like uh like i i enjoy fighting so it's just what i think of it man i think i mean some of the fighters that i was hoping to that they would win i mean they got their first loss and and stuff like that so um it's kind of tough seeing that you know because you know you build a relationship with these guys throughout the years and everything like that personally but um Man, um, it's definitely a different, def- definitely, definitely a different atmosphere for sure.
0: Could you ever fight in front of the, the no fans? I know coming up, you know, you you fight in front of gyms that have maybe a hundred people, or if you started off on the undercard, there's no one in the crowd yet. First fight of the night, you you've been there. Even you have been there as a champ to start mm-hmm. off your career. But fast forward to now, could you potentially see yourself fighting in front of no fans? How do
1: you make an adjustment for that? Um. Man, it's like everything in life, man. You just got to adapt to it. That's it. Just be like water, you know? <laughs> like Bruce yeah, Lee. Yeah, like Bruce Lee. Yeah, all day. <laughs> so, I mean, um, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. I don't know, man. You just got to make it work. It's not It's not hard, man. I mean, there's times where we sparred guys, and it's just the trainer, like the trainer, his trainers and my trainer, and that's it, you know? So it's it shouldn't be any different. The only thing I think it'll throw off is the fact that, you know, you may think it's sparring, but it's not. It's a legit yes. fight. So that's yeah, the only that's, part that could mm-hmm. like that you got to just train your mind to to do when you're in camp.
0: I heard that a lot from the early on with the UFC when the UFC was getting back. A lot of the fighters weren't going for the kill. Uh, they weren't going for the you know to end the fight. So you saw a lot of decisions because they didn't have that extra push, like the extra adrenaline, uh, like you know you get you get from from the crowd. But it's funny though because I was driving through Manhattan on May thirtieth. And I passed by the garden and a single tear came down my eye because I knew that was when the boxing fans were going to get the Lomachenko-Tiafimo mega fight. Because outside of Wilder versus Fury, this was the fight that everyone had circled for the first half of uh, the year. Obviously, I'm going to ask you about Lomachenko, but just looking back, man, I mean, it's got to be tough to know that on that day, you know, right now you could be the Undisputed Champion. Just take us through the emotions Uh, on that day and and what it's been like just kind of be on the shelf waiting
1: yeah i mean um it's still gonna happen that's for sure it's just the thing is now it's on a different time and different date uh it sucks man may 30th had passed and i was like damn would have made we would have made history right now but you know it would have been everywhere but uh i mean hey it it is what it is i mean we we can still do it you know and it will hopefully happen by the end of this year you know, and um, that's what we're looking forward to. Maybe, hopefully we make this fight happen. And and I know we can. It's just, man, there's a few hiccups going on right now. You know, but, uh, and it's not even on our side. So that's the thing that, that kind of makes it a little more frustrating.
0: Yeah, it's a tough time. And a lot of the financials are not coming to light with the pandemic. And last you heard from Aram, he was um, good.
1: Not financially. It's not even that. It's just trying to make the fight happen where they could put some fans in there you know and and if no fans i mean still we could we could make our money i mean we may not make it on in the gate but we'll still make our money with if they make it on a pay-per-view or something like that so that's not the issue the issue is just I, I really don't i don't know i don't know what's the hold up i really don't
0: well yeah i said the financials because that's what it is i mean the, the fans you got to have fans in there to to make the fight happen but like you said you put up a good point but there's other ways to, to, to generate the revenue. You okay. put this fight on pay-per-view, I do think there is a market for pay-per-views. Go back to the UFC once again. They've done pay-per-views and they're going to continue to do pay-per-views and they're doing really good buy rates, but it has to be marquee fights. You can't put on uh, a lackluster fight in your, in your on pay per view So if you have T.F.U. Mo Lopez, Vasyl Lomachenko, put a really good co-feature on it as well. Price it at the right price point, maybe $50, 60 instead of the, the regular 70 to 80 then you can make up some money here and, and then the promoters are happy. You're happy. Everyone's happy. Do you think that's, what's holding up the fact that there are no
1: fans that are going to be there? Um, yeah. I mean, for, for a fight like this, I mean, we all expect, you know, fans every time. I mean, look at Wilder and Fury, you know, a big mega fight and there was fans everywhere, you know? Um, but now with everything that's going on a pandemic, I mean, you know, we go back in time and every big fight that's ever happened or occurred, I mean, there was fans. So I think for them, it's just uh, it's a little different. I think for everybody it is. And they're just trying to find some way to, to at least have three to five or maybe 15,000 fans separated. So I'm just um, trying to work with everything, really.
0: So it's not your side. You're you're willing to do whatever. You're willing to fight without fans. You're willing to yeah. put the fight on pay-per-view. You're willing
1: to, to pretty much do anything I'm, to secure the fight. Dan, I want to fight. I'm, I'm fucking – I want to fight. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I, I mean, uh, you know, working out, training and everything, but now it's just like, I want. where's the action at?
0: What was the last correspondence uh, between the two sides? Is it going to get to the point where you just got to go out and, and reach out to, to Loma Chanko yourself? Shoot him a DM, man. <laughs>
1: um, you know, it's not even on his side. I mean, he's ready to fight. I'm ready to fight. It's just uh, uh, the nego- negotiations on top ring and ESPN.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, we want to see that fight. We want to see it.
1: I mean they have they, they're talking back and forth within each other. Sorry about that. No worries. And and they are, you know, um, we're just waiting to hear back from them. You know, they haven't they haven't talked they haven't spoken to uh Loma's side of the of the camp yet or my side of the camp and we're just trying to see what's up.
0: Yeah, I don't even think it's a problem of him getting to the US anymore because they, they there was a thing where they couldn't come in, but that got lifted where international fighters or athletes is an exemption come to the state so that's not holding it up either one thing that you've been on the record talking about is is your desire to move up from 135 you know that th- your days at, at 135 are are, are kind of short but i know you wanted to unify or even try to unify before you move up to, to 140 that's another wrinkle of, of this fight that kind of sucks is that you know, there's only a certain amount of time you have left at this weight. And same thing with Loma. There's only a certain amount of time before I I believe that he could potentially move back down to 130. That's something he talked about, too. Do you feel like that's another something that's being thrown into this? Is that time is is not really on both of your sides in terms of making the fight? Like, the time is now.
1: The time is now. It's got to be now or never. So, I mean, um, it's got to be – I mean, me and Loma prep for this year for us to fight. So, I mean, that's stuff like that. So, I, I – I... It's tough to say, man, I don't really i mean i'm I'm gonna see if I could you know i'm I'm probably gonna stay at one thirty five for maybe two more fights, you know i think I think I, I got two more fights in me at one thirty five and then move up, but I think maybe this is what it you know it's a it's a timing thing, but you know time right now ain't ain't on our side
0: <laughs> no, it isn't that's the thing the fight was perfect for right now, and uh it's out of your control, unfortunately, out of both of your guys' control too. But you stay at 135. It's the division right now. It's the hottest division in, in boxing, I think, in terms of young stars and you know the future of the sport. You know, I had Shakur Stevenson on the show a few weeks ago, and he was talking about out of all the young fighters, he feels like he is the most slept on. And that's when I said maybe it's because you don't have like a clear rival. Like every fighter coming up has to have a rival. You know, you have one in Devin Haney. You have one in Ryan Garcia. Know, Tank Davis and getting the mix. I mean, you guys have all traded back and forth. You guys have all had run-ins of back and forth. Talking about each guy, and this is a fan question that came in, how would you exploit each guy? I mean, which, First of all, which guy you think out of those four would give you the, the most trouble?
1: Um, Going back with the Shakur thing, Shakur, just talk your shit and just go after <laughs> these guys. That's it, bro. You can see him one day, even though he's a little too small. <laughs> nah, Shakur... <laughs> Um, Shakur, man. By the time he's at thirty-five, I'll be at forty, forty-seven, something like. that. Well, the time, yeah. By
0: that time, you could be but at one seventy-five. Number- the way you're looking,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I see your workouts, man. I see
1: those pull-ups. I I don't know how you manage to do those. Uh, I do, but I let me see. I think honestly, who can I match up with?
0: Well, who would give you the toughest the toughest fight? Haney out a Haney Garcia Tank Davis.
1: Nah, you know me, Dan. I'm always gonna say no, <laughs> nobody, man. I give myself the toughest fight always, you know. But who would
0: you like stylistically say you stepped out of your body for a second? Was like, oh man, I would love to like this fight right here. Styles make fights. Me and you know blank out of those two would be just fireworks.
1: Um, all of them. They all have some potential of something that some aspect of of them that they have ability wise that that makes it. You know, a fight with me, a great fight, you know, to watch and to to tune in on. So um, it could be Ryan, it could be Haney, it could be uh, Tank. I mean, either one of those guys would be intriguing to watch and to see me beat the shit out of. So uh, That'd be <laughs> good.
0: I think fans would like that. Um, I was watching one of your IG Lives. You're in the garage doing work like that. And uh, I heard Jose Ramirez's name pop up, and that got me thinking. It's like, oh, wow, like, eventually females going to move on from – 135, and maybe we've seen it at 140. Jose Ramirez is a guy at 140, also a guy with top rank. That's a really intriguing fight, and I think that got the fans thinking too. What made you
1: uh, blurt that name out? Um, I love Jose, man. Jose Ramirez is nicest the nicest guy strong, in the world. Strong dude, man. I mean, we've met. We've talked. You know, I've met his wife. He met mine. I mean, dude is cool. You know what I mean? But going straight to business, I mean – He said that he don't see me going past twelve rounds with him, so I gotta talk my shit now. You don't, you don't start a fire, you know. Now I gotta put more wood in there (laughs) and make a bigger fire. So (laughs) I'm gonna talk my shit right now. So Jose, I love you, bro, but that's it. That's it, man. That's a fight. That's a good fight right there. You you don't fucked up, man. I mean, look, man. Hey, no wonder he going to forty-seven because I'm going to forty.
0: Well, that's that's what I mean. Like, hopefully they can come back. He can stay at 140. And if if you move up to 140 so you don't want to wait around anymore, that's that's a fight right there. It's ready for the making. Another one, too. It's interesting. We were in Vegas together. We were at that party after the Fury fight. And you were talking with Regis uh, Progre. And it seemed like you had somewhat of a relationship with it, too. That's another guy at 140. You and Regis Progre. I mean, wow, that would be some type of fight.
1: Yeah, I know uh, Regis from when um, I was actually the co-main event. He was a main event at, for in his hometown in New Orleans, so we kind of connect. We chatted it up there. We connected out there, and then um, I mean there was talks about me and him potentially fighting and stuff like that. But I mean until it's done, you know, me and him we chatted up and stuff like that. I mean you was there when um, after I think Top Ring had the after party or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, he was there with his his wife or yeah his girl and. And yeah, we chatted it up too. So he told me he was gonna fight Maurice Hooker, and then yeah. that stuff happened. So I mean, yeah. we always we always give each other the insights on everything. You know, little we'll never... fraternity.
0: It's funny because I was watching you guys talk. I was like, oh wow, I never actually thought about those two guys actually fighting because you know they're just friends, and and, and you don't think about that stuff because you're so fi- everyone's so fixated on you, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Tank. They don't think about the uh, other options that are also out there. You know, oh, the, the Regis yeah. Progress, the Jose Ramirez. Is anyone at 140, too? Oh, yeah, Broner.
1: There's a lot you know, of guys at 140. <laughs> I don't think Broner can make 140. Yeah, no. Man, yeah. He can make maybe 160. <laughs> he's huge. He, he's big, man. But, yeah, man, I mean, there's a lot of great fights coming up from 35 to 40 to 47. I mean, I'm going to have a lot of wars. I'm going to have a lot of great fights coming into this, man. That's for sure.
0: Is so that what you want to do? Though you want to get out there, you want to fight the best. I think that's what fans are able to distinguish between you and some of the other guys out there. You know, you know, Devin Haney's and Ryan Garcia's. There's a lot of criticism for them, and I think that I've said this to you before too. I think that you have been able to separate yourselves from those two because you won your title in the ring. You knocked out Comey, and there was no doubt. You don't really get into the the back and forth on, on social media. Not, you know, that's not your game. Do you feel like there's there's other names out there that you can get there, or do you feel like you know what? I'm gonna make my name for myself by fighting the best. Every single time out there.
1: Yeah, that's just exactly it. Just you got to fight, fight whoever they think is the best and beat them. That's all it is. You know, people think Lomachenko is the pound for pound. I don't believe he is. And I'm just going to go out there and show it. And then whoever else is next, whoever's the next guy that they believe that is the best of the best and is they think that is untouchable or they think is a god. You know, I'm just going to go out there and just uh, humble them. So I like that. Uh, uh, I love I love to fight, and what I love is when people think that their their shit don't stink. So fighters like that, I think that I just love that shit. So it uh, makes who me...
0: who's that guy? That you th- do you think
1: that's that's the way? Uh, you know me. Come on, man. Why we why you think we pressing on this fight? Hey, I mean, look, like with Loma and everything, the dude could be the way he is because of 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 all the accomplishments he's had, you know, three-time world champion, fastest guy to do it and so on and so forth, you know, two-time, what, Olympic gold medalist, all those things, you know, but I don't know, man. It's just something about the, about the dude. I just don't like personally, you know what I mean? And I just, uh just want to, I just want to get it out there.
0: No, Not- I've I heard, yeah, heard you say this before.
1: Oh yeah. Many times. Yeah. Many times. But, switching uh,
0: things up a bit. Switching things yeah. up a bit. Jarrell Miller, his name has been in the news once again, failing another drug test, Disappointment. and obviously, people uh, disappointment's for sure. People want to see him banned. Uh, unfortunately, you know the rules of boxing. There's always loopholes for him for him to find ways to get back into the ring. I wasn't even suspended for his the first time he failed all those all those uh, drug tests for for the Joshua fight. You're a fighter now. What do you think the proper punishment needs to be for fighters that test positive for performance-enhancing drugs?
1: Get the fuck out of the sport. Get out. You don't deserve to be in the sport, man. I think any of these guys that do that or cheat, man, uh, take any type of PEDs or anything like that, man. You just, like, you know the messed up part is? Is that as a fighter, like, you should know, bro, like, the risk that we put into ourselves and in our lives every time we fight. I mean, how the hell are you going to go out there and, and you know, knowing the fact that so many fighters passed away last year and you want to go and take some steroids and, and, and what, you know, have that advantage or more to, like, what, maybe kill a dude? Like, I don't think they, they probably think of that. You know, they just want to win. But it's just stuff like that, man. I don't think that's – trust me, man. They they thought I was doing steroids, they fucking they'll, they'll – they'll take me out of the sport immediately, so – I think everybody should definitely have the same type of treatment. Uh, Don't come back, man. It's a disrespect to the sport. And um, honestly, man, that's it. I think they should ban him for life.
0: Yeah, to me, I think they're going to come down hard on him. They're going to make an example of him because enough's enough. This isn't baseball. This isn't, uh, you know, you don't play boxing. You can do some serious damage in there, especially a guy. His weight, too, and and with the heavyweight division. He messed up the money, man. He really messed up his money. Between Joshua and then they top-ranked signed him because they wanted him to potentially fight Fury one day. So think about all the money he flushed down the toilet. It's really an insane thing that he did, and you got to think that maybe psychologically something was – you know, he could only train or only fight if knowing that he has those drugs running through his body.
1: And I think it's just like being greedy, man, too greedy. You know? could be like he just want to be too greedy, wants to – collect the money, and also have an advantage over these guys.
0: Mentally. Just, yeah. And yeah, mentally.
1: It's just being greedy. It just wants more and more and more. You're already okay. going to be – you're going to be set, you know, whether it win or lose. You're going to get that money guaranteed for you, you know. Just go well, he owes, he,
0: James Prince gave him a uh, an advance. He owes him money too. So, not the type of guy you want to be owing money to.
1: Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, man. That's why, uh, yeah, Jay Prince is not the guy that you <laughs> – Everybody. Not the guy you want to cross. All right, Tio Fimo.
0: thank you so much for joining us here. Mm-hmm. Last question right. before we let you go. Will we see you in the ring in 2020, whether it's Loma, whether it's a tune-up fight, or are we going to see Tio Fimo Lopez, the champ, in the ring
1: this year? Absolutely, man. Everybody wants to see me fight. <laughs> I want to see me fight. So, absolutely. I definitely want to go out there, and hopefully we. our first priority is making the Loma fight happen, you know? And if... If it's, it's showing that it may not happen this year, then we're probably going to see if we get something else, you know, in the meantime. And then start off 2021. Hopefully it's a better year and, and that way we'll make the fight happen in that year. But who knows, man? All I know is that we're fighting this year.
0: There it is right there from Teofilo Lopez, the 135-pound champ. Thanks for joining us here at Inside Boxing Live. We will catch up soon, my man. You got it, Dan. Great interview there with the young champ, tiafimo Lopez, one of the brightest stars in boxing. And, man, he's just waiting on the shelf. You can just see that he's chomping at the bit to get into that ring of Vasily Lomachenko, one of the fights that has been on the shelf uh, during this pandemic. And as you, you can see, like there are not a lot of answers right now. You know, A lot of the promoters are going through this right now is that they cannot put on a marquee event. You can't get uh, the level of a Wilder Fury or a Tiafimo versus Lomachenko without fans in the crowd maybe there's a way to get it on pay-per-view if you if you charge it right but you need that extra revenue in order to stage those fights in addition to going through all the safety protocols which are very expensive and and are an extra cost as well to these promoters so you're seeing it firsthand uh, right there from t female lopez a guy who's been you know training in his gym uh training in his garage just can't wait dude's 22 years old and just wants to fight and it's interesting to see that maybe you know, If this fight doesn't happen or it moved to 2021 and he can no longer make the weight or, or Lomachenko wants to move on to a, a different fight, who knows with these guys, he's going to have to go on to fight other names, and that's guys like Jose Ramirez or, or Regis Progre, and those, I think, will be outstanding fights. Another story that was in the headlines this week and it wasn't anything to do with uh, fights being uh, announced or anything to do with Jarrell Miller was uh, the PBC on Fox News. Uh, as you know, I uh, appeared on a lot of different PBC on Fox, uh, telecasts and, uh, different platforms during our copy box by the numbers. And it turns out that they are going to be canceling the inside PBC show as well as scaling back on a lot of their shoulder programming. These are some really talented people that I got the chance to work with some really talented guys that gave me my first chance uh, to be on national television. And I know a lot of the boxing world, uh, is, is uh, just saying, you know, just hang in there and stay tough. But there it is an end. Inside Boxing Live. We'll see you next week for another edition. Thank you so much for joining us.